podcast. Welcome to the show. Just gonna let the intro finish playing on YouTube and Facebook. Everybody, welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. My name is Katherine Kaufman, and I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to my Every Monday Night Show. This is where we discover what and who we are in this journey called life. Man, what a journey we're talking about. This last week, oh, oh, glad it's over. I'm really hoping for something better <laughs> this week. Hey to Lucky and Joy Hall, my Monday night buddy over here on Instagram. And a big shout out to all you guys on the podcast tonight. Um, for those of you that messaged in today and passed that for your dreams to be evaluated, those will go on October's dream show. What I like to do is to take all of the dreams that are submitted and I try to present the most interesting ones on the show. I try to present them all if I can. If I can't get to them all, I try to do the most interesting ones. Not just because they're the most interesting ones, but I've, I'm trying to think of it in terms of, you know, what you guys need to know to do better dream interpretation for yourself, like a really easy dream I think doesn't really benefit you that much and if we get a dream that's difficult to interpret uh, and then I do the interpretation then you can kind of see what and how you need to interpret your own dreams. Let's do some quick shout outs here on Instagram. Hello to Ina Thompson. Big shout out to my buddy Rob Abbott. Blessings to you. Deborah Hoskins. Big shout out to Melissa Begley and her sidekick, Miss Cleo. Big kisses to you guys and Pamela Downey. And all you guys over here on Instagram that are joining too. And shout out to all the people on YouTube that are joining. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and the bell notification so that you get notified every Monday night when I do the Monday Night Live videos. And there are self-help uh, videos that are done in between as well. So, dreams. These are the dreams for the month of September. And um, just so you know, all the dreams that I interpret, the names are all changed. The sexes are all changed. <laughs> and I try not to give away anything about the dream that could, you know, give away the person's identity. And so all these are done anonymously, and the people who turn the dreams in have to watch the show to get the interpretation. I cannot run around after everybody and message them about what their dream meant, unless they want to, you know, come in and have a session with me. And then I'd be glad to go through every detail with them. So, let's get on, let's dive deep into some dreams here. <laughs> All right, so the first dream, I have to give the backstory of it. The first dream is a person who lost their partner or companion. Um, 
and it was a long, long, long marriage. I'm not sure exactly how many years that these two were together, but it was a very, very long time. And so, you know, the person that's left behind is always, I think it's the worst part of the situation because, you know, the other person who's in spirit can see here and communicate through dreams with the person that's still incarnate, but the person who's incarnate still has communication challenges in trying to see, feel, hear their loved one to make sure that they're okay. So this person has lost their companion many years and they have this dream. And in the dream, the phone rings and the person reaches for the phone and picks it up. Now, many of you that have attended a mediumship uh, session with me, I go through all the teaching on how the communication takes place on <clears throat> one particular brainwave and how they can go about having their own communication themselves. I really urge people not just to get... You know, don't just go and get a medium reading. For gosh sakes, you can do this yourself. If you practice at it hard enough and you really work at it, you can get a visitation from your loved one. And so um, what the phone call is indicative of in the dream is the spirit of the companion connecting to the consciousness of the person who's dreaming. Okay, so they reach for it and pick it up. So they're making an active connection, but the connection is here. And they say hello, and then their loved one comes on the line. Now, it's rare to hear a voice in a visitation or a dream. Most of the time, dreams are visual images, but... Um, either if the person dreaming is clairaudient or the person who's in spirit is clairaudient, they can produce a voice and not. And sometimes you will just get a voice and no visual image, but that's more rare. It's more common to have the visual image visitation than it is to have the audio one. And so the person who's dreaming says to the spirit, are you on your way home? It's starting to snow. And the companion says, yes, I'm on my way home. And then the person dreaming says, good. And then they didn't hear anything anymore. And at that moment, they knew it was a dream. But here's the thing about it. It's not really a dream. It's These are visitations that are done on a particular brainwave that... Uh, is present during sleep and so when she says are you on your way home what that means to the spirit is are you here with me are you at home and they say to the person dreaming I'm on my way home which means that the spirit is being called to the location of the person who's having the dream so, yes, that is a visitation, and it, you know, it kind of alludes to, yes, the spirit is there. Yes, they can have visitations. Now, if the person would practice more 
theta wave meditation right before bed and maybe if they would practice um, dream incubation or dream recall or lucid, even lucid dreaming, probably lucid dreaming would be the best technique for this person to learn how to interact with their loved one in the visitation. So my recommendation for them is to go on to my Amazon shop and there's a, a list of dream working books that they could get to start working on uh, lucid dreaming. Big shout out to Sam Armstrong, Brandy Wine, Cindy Hall, Donna Marie Higney. Good to see you here. Um, if you all have any questions, please put them in the comments. Big shout out to Robin and Zoe over here on Instagram. Thanks for joining us. So that's the interpretation there. That that wasn't really a dream for that person. That was a visitation from somebody who's passed away. Now, the second dream I have to present to you is very complicated. And we'll have to what I want to do is read through the basic of what they gave me. And then we're going to go back through and dissect it. Okay. Uh, because it is kind of complicated. So this person is talking about uh, the person that they are married to. And they say, we are both at home. Mark is standing in the hallway. I am walking down the hallway past him. Um, I accidentally bump against him and I say, oh, I'm sorry. And he was smiling. He seemed okay, and so I went back and leaned in to kiss him, but felt something sharp on my throat, neck area. I stopped and noticed that I was holding my shovel in front of me, but the edge that hurt me was dirty, rusted, jagged, and then he said, well, you did it, and then I woke up. Okay, so let's go back through this dream here. So they're at home and the husband is standing in the hallway. They're walking down past him and accidentally bump or brush into them. Okay, so what that means is that there have been things in the, now granted, you know, the companionship is in trouble and so the person dreaming has realized that there were things in the past that were done, maybe not intentionally, but maybe accidentally, and she thought everything was okay. Because, of course, he was still smiling and seemed okay in the dream. And so she leans back to, to kiss him, but then feels something sharp, on her throat or neck and she stops and notices the shovel in front of her okay but the edge is dirty rusted and jagged which means that it's old and these are old issues or maybe they were mistakes that happened a long time ago these are old issues old things that are coming back to bite her okay and so he says to her, well, you did it. And so the meaning behind that is, and it could be one of two things, only the person who 
has had the dream can really tell us, you know, what this means to them. But the two interpretations that I take from this are that either the person has dug a hole for themselves by doing things in the past they maybe didn't really mean to do, but, you know, they thought it was okay with the companion and, and now it's coming back to bite them. Or is it stuff from the past that they're digging up and uncovering that is now coming to bite them? And the fact that the uh, husband says, well, you did it, means that the person either knew better than bringing it up or digging it up, or they knew better than digging a hole for themselves. In other words, they're they should have known better. So now one other thing that they added to the dream later, and I didn't really catch it until the last part of the interpretation was that, and this was so significant, is that the hallway is next to the bathroom and then there's a light on in the bathroom. And so what that shows is that illumination on, on aspects that need attention and the bathroom is indicative of cleansing, getting clean. And so because the two of them are standing in the hallway next to the bathroom and the light is on, to me, that means that there needs to be cleansing between the two in order to go forward with patching up the relationship. Things need to be clean. You need to come clean. You either need to cleanse and get rid of all this old stuff and quit bashing each other over the head with the old stuff or you need to come clean with something i mean i don't know what this means with them but it's one of the two i think and so that's a complicated one to interpret but there's a, and sometimes you really can't just look at what does a shovel mean or what does the neck area mean? But you have to look at it in the context of everything. And especially old terms like digging things up, you know, uh, digging a hole for yourself, you know, that kind of thing. Let's see about the comments over here. Okay. <laughs> Brandy, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I hope this helps you. Okay, so let me see if there's any questions. Big shout out to Susan Nisi. Rob says, garbage is also good to prevent nightmares. Amethyst helps promote calm sleep and actually also helps in migraines. Yes, Rob, and we've had a rash of those lately. Uh, and I think it is the change in the barometric pressure where we're fixing to go into fall and the temperatures have dropped and we've had some storms come through. Oh, he says garnet, garnet, not amethyst, garnet. Okay. <laughs> so let's see. Brandy Wells, last night I had a dream that I was lying down in a dark hallway and about 50 baby skunks ran over me. I was so scared they were going to spray, but they never did. Okay. Tell me more about that. Uh, did you see anything else in the hallway? And did you smell anything? 
and um, were you at home or somewhere else? So let's see if we have any other details to that. Because usually it's the other details that kind of bring out the meaning of the dream. Just like in the last dream that we talked about, it's the light on in the bathroom that is one of the main aspects of the dream. And that was just an afterthought by the person who sent it to me. Hey to Paula Stumbo and 1947 Ma. Good to see you on Instagram. So, let's see. A few squirrels in the mix. I wasn't at home. It was carpeted. Squirrels. Squirrels and skunks. So there's something significant behind the fact there were 50. How did you know that there were 50? Did the number 50 actually pop into your mind or did it just seem like 50? <laughs> so, because there's significance in the number 5. And so we'll have to see if the 50 is significant there. Um, it's an estimate. So there were just a bunch of baby skunks. And so how did you know they were a baby and not adults? And so basic, like, now I'm not taking my time at all with this one, but a basic interpretation would be that there are so many things that stink that we have to deal with in daily life now. Lots of things stink. And so I think in the dream, what your subconscious is trying to tell you is that you need to let these little things kind of go, not grab a hold of anything and touch anything because, yeah, you're going to get sprayed and you're going to start to stink. And we really can't talk about anything that's going on anymore. And so these things, we just have to let them run through our life. You know, we have to let them run over us. And we really don't have much that we can do about it. Because uh, there's so many things that are out of our control. And certainly you can't control all these squirrels and skunks running over you. So Brandy says they were tiny. There was a woman who was moving them gently away from me with her foot and that's why I was afraid they would spray a woman I don't know. Okay. So most likely, Brandy, the woman that was trying to move them away from you, is one of your spirit guides. And I would love for you to try to connect with the person. Um, because they're clearly, probably from your family, I would say, a passed away loved one. Maybe like a great-grandmother or grandmother. And, um... You know, they're trying to help, and your challenge, part of your challenge in that is to allow them to help you and not be afraid of it. So there's like a double meaning in that, that, you know, things have to run over us and we can't do anything about it, but we have this lovely person in spirit who's trying to help, and we need to not be afraid of that and just allow that to happen. So if you figure out who it is, Brandy, I feel like it's female, smaller person, kind of 
kind of bent over maybe and I may be seeing that just because she's trying to get the squirrels or skunks off of you and um, for some reason this um, dark grayish clothing for some reason and it looks like really old-fashioned clothing to me so Rob says <laughs> thank you Rob not to succumb or fear to the things that could stink in spirit intervention absolutely absolutely okay we have two more dreams to get through um, this one was interesting too um, very very interesting so this person writes I dreamed of a young co-worker who passed away from a long bout of cancer she had a husband and children and she shows up in my dream and she tried to kiss me and then she turned into a werewolf saying she did not go to heaven that really tore me up I pulled back away from her and I woke up and this was very very disturbing for the person to say the least I mean this person writes that they respected and really thought a lot about this other co-worker who passed away of cancer um, and then when the person turns into a werewolf it just totally confounds them so the thing that I take from this is that because the person thought so highly of the co-worker that died of cancer there is a worry in that person's consciousness that they were not aware of the darker side of the person and everybody has a darker side and so there's a worry that the darker side was so powerful maybe that they didn't actually go to heaven so there's a concern in the person who's here in this incarnation there's a worry about the eternity of the individual because of things that were not known um, maybe where they didn't know something or were unaware of something and so that's where that's part of the link to the werewolf is like is there like things I was I were not aware of <laughs> get it werewolf and so um, they have to really maybe try to get a visitation from that person or maybe pray on it and see if something comes up in a dream where they can get a communication that this person is okay and in a state of uh, good existence in the afterlife so that one was a difficult one too so there's a part of the co-workers persona that wasn't known to the co-worker and so they have concerns it's the subconscious bringing up the concerns that need to be worked through and here's the last dream that we're gonna do tonight let me make sure there's no questions going on here Hey to Sheila June suddenly good to see you girl <clears throat> okay so Paula over here on Instagram says wake up feeling something is sitting in the middle of the bed many times 
you know, Paula, you should really um, maybe put a camera on the bed at night because a lot of times our eyes really don't, our eyes are crap and they really don't see that much. And the aperture on a camera or video will pick up a lot more wavelengths of light than our eyes will. And it may reveal things to you that you had no idea were there unless you pick that up with a camera. So I definitely would suggest that you get a some kind of camera and put it on the bed and see if you can pick up any kind of anomaly. Um, and if you do, you can send it to me and I'll analyze it for you and we'll see what's going on. Okay. So the last dream is a complicated one, too. Not all of them are complicated, but some are. And this person writes in, I dreamed about a pool at night, and beside the pool is a beach. Okay, now that's very interesting because we not only have a pool of water, but then we have the beach, which the ocean is next to, and we have this big expanse of water. And so what that is kind of setting you up for is, and it's at night. And so at night specifically when we dream, and that's why the dream is at night, it's reflecting the process of dreaming to the dreamer, which is really weird, but I love it. And so the ocean and the beach are representing the vast expanse of consciousness in the universe. Okay, and the pool specifically is representative of the person's subconscious. Okay, now they write that it's a very quiet evening with a clear sky and lots of stars. And what that means in the dream is that the consciousness is clear and their ability to see things is very clear also. And so the pool um, in front of them is illuminated. So that means that what that represents is an awareness or an enlightened subconscious of the person who's dreaming. And so you see how we just dissect all this stuff. Now, the person sees the illuminated pool, and they're comfortable diving into the pool and looking through this clear, illuminated water. And so what that means is things in life, they're evaluating through this clear mindset and this illuminated mindset. So this person has really got it going on. Okay, so then they're noticing that the creatures that exist in this pool are very beautiful and there's no need at this point. They're, they're recognizing there's no need to take a breath because they can exist in this pool of water. And so um, kind of what that means is that the people that they meet in daily life, they're evaluating and looking at through this illuminated consciousness. And, you know, there's no need for a deeper evaluation because they consider that all of the creatures that they are encountering are beautiful. 
So this is a very wonderful, wonderful dream. Let me check for questions over here. Um, Brandywine, do when do I see when I do see my person, they talk to others in the dream, but not to me. They will look at me and I'll talk, but they won't talk back. Okay. So that's a, a significant thing, uh, Brandy, because it's not normal for you to hear talking in a visitation or a dream because the subconscious's way of communicating is through visual imagery or maybe gut feeling. And so in order to produce a voice, you either have to practice and improve your clear audience or the spirit has to have already developed clear audience in order to produce a voice. And so the normal is not to hear them talking. So you really have to pay attention to, you know, what is their mannerism? What are they wearing? What color are they wearing? any gestures, those kinds of things are the communication rather than speaking. So, <laughs> okay, so Arthea says, I don't dream, well, I don't remember them, I wake up like I'm blank, nothing. Okay, Arthea, it's not that you don't dream, it's that you don't have dream recall. You have to practice dream recall. Everyone goes through the stages of dreaming and so there are dreams but you are just not recalling them and if you do have any recall it's it fades so quickly before you wake up that you don't have a chance to remember anything so this is something that you have to work at now on my I'll leave a link to my Amazon shop in the comments after this show and uh, there is a list on my Amazon shop for Dream Recall. Um, Arthea, there's a specific technique to Dream Recall. You have to, you know, and it's work. You have to wake up at certain times in the night and record what you're dreaming about at that time. So it is a lot of work, but you can do it, and that really unlocks a whole new ballgame for you once uh, you start recalling your dreams, but it is work, and I can remember, I can remember in the early days when I started learning lucid dreaming and dream recall, and I had to pick nights, like I would do it on a evening when I knew I didn't have to go to work to the next day, because, you know, you'd have to set your alarm and wake yourself up at certain parts of the night to record what you were dreaming about. So, um, you know, it is a process of learning that you have to go through. And there is a mosquito in my studio. By the way, I wanted to see what you guys think about my new background. As the seasons change, I'm going to change stuff on the shelves. Uh, and also, Arthea, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked that because that brings us to... Our next guest, who's going to be on next weekend or next Monday night, this is Haley. This is going to be Haley, the Lucid Mystic. She has a, a YouTube channel called the the Lucid Mystic. And in if any of you guys would love to go over and do like a preview and go ahead and subscribe to her channel, would love that. 
Um, but she specifically teaches people about lucid dreaming and out-of-body experiences, all about dreaming. Arthea, I would love for you to go over and check out her channel. Uh, it's called The Lucid Mystic. And uh, she also has an Instagram account. I will have all the links loaded up for you guys next week for the show. And so if you want more specific, you know, like links or whatever, I'm going to have all of those next week on the show. So let's see. So Ewa says, my father passed away one to five years ago, or maybe it's 15 years ago. And when I'm dreaming, his he's always there, even if I don't remember what it was about. Awesome. I always know he's there watching Nice Feeling. And that's what he wants to do, is to give you that nice feeling and to reassure you that he is always there. And that's why you're always seeing him. Uh, so... What that means as far as your, your sleep state is that your brain is regularly in the particular brainwave that they use for a visitation. And so uh, that's important because if you ever stop having those type of dreams, it's not that he's gone away or whatever. It's that your brainwaves are changing. And your brainwaves change uh, as you get older, but... With brain entrainment techniques, you can keep that theta wave going and keep the visitations there. You just have to practice at that, too. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Okay, so don't forget to tune in next week to see Haley, the Lucid Mystic. And then I think it's the week after that that me and Rob are going to do a show. It's either the week after that or the next week that we're going to try to do a show on you know, what are the aspects of picking out a reader? What should you look for? You know, how do you go about finding a reader, a reputable one? You know, maybe what you should steer away from. <laughs> kind of, no, don't do that. Uh, so we'll take a look at all that stuff. But until then, I hope you guys have a, a great week. Let's hope this one is better than last one. And uh, I will see you next Monday. And kisses from Kentucky. Later, dudes and dudettes. <laughs> Bye.